The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, and welcome to It's a Fandom Thing. I'm your host, Erin Marlowe, and each week I'm joined by a panel of guests to discuss all things fandom and pop culture, primarily from a female perspective. You'll find everything from fanfic to cosplay to Schitt's Creek to Supernatural and everything in between. So put on your favorite piece of fandom merch, set aside that fanfic that you're writing about your OTP, and sit back and enjoy this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this special interview episode of It's a Fandom Thing. Guess what? I have two more from cast interviews coming your way today. Once again, a reminder that if you haven't seen From Season 1, do yourself a favor. Go check it out on MGM+, Plus because there are going to be spoilers in this for that season and for the first couple of episodes of Season 2. So go watch them now and then come back and listen to these fantastic interviews. This time around, I sat down with Nathan D. Simmons and Hannah Sheremy. Nathan plays newcomer this season, Elgin, and Hannah, of course, plays Julie Matthews. So I, you will hear from Nathan first and then Hannah. So hope you enjoy these interviews. Very, very honored to talk with you. I think your character has been such a great addition to the show. Mm. So, so honored to talk to you about that, about the character. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And I'm wondering, what was it about Elgin that intrigued you? Mm, mm. From the, uh, from I can just speak on from the addition sides. It was the, um, I guess, the vulnerability uh, of of Elgin, and also, um, yeah, his, his mystery, of course, and also like how the character seemed to process the things he was going through. Um, and I noticed, so for me at least, is Elgin says a lot through what he doesn't say. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was really that's that was so intriguing, so fun because you know that really holds a lot of the the, the delivery of my story, like depending on my um you know my 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 emotions and 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 um my internal monologues, trying trying to make that clear to I guess the audience and the uh, people that I'm in the scene with, right? So that's just it was just that's what intrigued me too. It's a you know fun role. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it must be a really fun role. And I think, and I'm wondering, you know, because you are coming on on the second season and your character, Elgin, is so, like you said, so sensitive and also sees some danger and is confused too and seems like a lost, hurt little kid almost. Mm -hmm. Do you think the fact that you're coming into this, to the series, the second season, and so you can kind of, you're trying to find your place. Did that actually help you with this character, with discovering this character? Yeah, actually, I feel like just that, that fact alone that I was coming in and I'm trying to find my place inside of the from movie. And just like, I was just trying to find like, what is he doing here in the from town, right? I, I was able to really take some of those natural feelings and put them into um, 
into uh into the work even like coming to colony house like i'm trying to find my place there right so uh yeah definitely yeah definitely use all of that yeah yeah and since Elgin does sense that there's something wrong with this town and, you know, he's the scene was just like, we've got to turn around. We can't be here. Do you think, has that happened to Elgin before? Is this something that like the premonition stuff? Um, I think for sure he's at least seen them in uh, like the dream he had, but whether or not it's something that he's seeing personal, I, I, you know, maybe that's still to be discovered, but um, for sure, he definitely had like a a very like realistic or hyper realistic type of dream that felt a bit maybe too real to be uh, to be true, and that's what really catapulted you know him into uh, like his seizures and like like what's going on in this town. Like I, I dreamt this. This is this is a dream. Like why is everything I'm you know that was in my head? Why is it here? Like am I going crazy? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. And you have in the very first episode of season or the second episode, actually, excuse me, of season two, and you end up in the truck, um, the huge truck with Tabitha and Victor and Boyd Mm -hmm. and Boyd like pulls the gun on you when you first get in there and you're just scared running for your life. And here are these people that seem to know what they're doing, but they're also scared. How did that fit in? Do you think with Elgin with um, all of a sudden, like, all these people want to attack me, but then they want to save me. Do you think that heightened his confusion or do you think he understood at all what was going on or? Yeah, I don't think he understood what was going on. And I feel like there was a bit of um, uh, a fear and I guess hesitation with the people in the town because his first like human interaction with people from there was someone shoots a a, a gun at the bus tire when they just pulled up and then he's running and then he sees these, you know, monsters everywhere. And the next human interaction is like the sheriff of the town and he's pointing a gun at him. Right. So I feel like there is a lot of like, uh, for Elgin, at least a lot of like distrust, like who can he trust? Like who's more dangerous to people in the town or like the monsters and um, how can he personally survive what he's about to experience? Right. Yeah. 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 And, and that makes me think, you know, he, he does eventually meet up with someone, which I won't give away a lot of that depending on the time when this releases, <laughs> but does meet up with and starts to, seems like develop a kinship for someone who the town does not necessarily have that same feeling for. Um, do you think what you might have even seen without even realizing in this character is sort of like a kindred spirit in a way? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, like there are certain people in the town that for some reason, uh, I guess Elgin is drawn to and feels like more comfortable than others. And um a lot of people, I guess, a lot of different characters try, you know, to connect, but Elgin really feels comfortable with uh, certain types, even if they're not perceived in that that light and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's definitely like, almost like, like you said, a kindred spirit or like something, something to do with them deeper down than just like who they are, right? Um, and I'm trying to be very obscure, but you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, like who, like yeah. it's, it's something deeper. I think I was in also, he, 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 he reads people in a, in, a, in, a, in a deeper sense than just like what they, what they do, but more so like who they are inside and maybe what their purpose and stuff is. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely see that. It's that sensitive. Elgin yeah. is so sensitive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 And sensitive people 
find other sensitive people. So yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for speaking with me and great job so far. I love this character. So congratulations and thank you. Oh, thank you so much. It was a pleasure speaking with you too, Aaron. Hi, Hannah. Hi, I'm so happy to be talking with you um, about the fantastic show from and congrats on season two to to just to make it there. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Sure. Um, and I wanted to start. Julie has been on this journey when you see in season one, Julie is very kind of estranged from her family, especially since her family, you know, her parents might be separating and she's mourning the loss of a brother or two. And she was his colony house. But towards the beginning of season two, it feels like she's coming back home and coming back together with her family. And now with the house she was living in collapsing, not knowing what's going to happen to her dad, not knowing what's going to happen to her mom. How do you think, where do you think Julie is emotionally when season two is starting? I mean, as we can see at the beginning of season two, Julie emotionally is quite a wreck. But that's completely understandable and completely justified. I think that, like you say, with um, the potential of like losing both her parents there, um, it just, it really is, it's just too much for her. And that really does cause this big breakdown. But the beauty of it is that because they both get to, they both get come to find their way out, mostly unscathed, it brings her closer to her family. And I think that it's really actually important that they went through that because it's brought the, all four of them far closer together than ever before. And they have a bigger understanding of each other. And, and Julie especially really wants to connect with her parents in the way that she maybe didn't get to in season one. And I think it's a really great dynamic. Yeah, it's really interesting. That's such a catastrophic event, them coming to this town, not knowing what's happening, is bringing them together. It's almost like finding joy through pain. Did you, did you, do you view it that way? I, I 100% view it that way. And it's, you know, it's a tale as old as time. It, it always takes a disaster or catastrophe to really understand how precious life is and how important it is to have your family with you and the people, it doesn't have to be your family, just the people around you, how important they really are to you. And I think that From does a great job of, of symbolizing that. So it was, a, it was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the word quest is used often by your brother, Ethan, in the show. So I'm wondering, what do you think Julie's quest is? I think Julie's um, part of the quest is definitely um, as like a supporter and maybe even a motivator. I think that Julie, especially in season two, you can it can be seen that she wants to get answers from her parents. She wants to have a a more grown up role within the family instead of, you know, the eye rolling teen. I don't care what's going on. She, she wants her mom to talk to her about, and then let her into her life and let her know the things that she's struggling with so she can help. And I think that, you know, that will help Tabitha to understand that she's not just alone in this, or she doesn't just have Jim. She also has Julie and vice versa. Jim also has Julie to rely on if, if need be. Yeah. And and I'm wondering also if part of Julie's quest might also be discovering herself too, because you see in season one, when she's at Colony House, and especially with Fatima, and she has that moment where she kisses Fatima. And so do you think there's also a quest for Julie, a personal one that she's on that happens to coincide with this? 100%. I think that while the town obviously brought endless nightmares to her, it also brought 
good things to her, as such as Fatima and Ellis and these new connections she's made within the town. And I think that while it's an awful experience, it also has brought her closer with her family now. And I think she says at the end of season one, um, what if we were brought here? What if this was the reason Ethan says something about, we never play games on the table. And that made her think, what if this is why we were, we're here is to come back together. And I think that's, uh, I mean, I think the same thing. What if everyone was just chosen to come here to, to fix something that was broken because the Matthews obviously had lots of damage at the beginning of the show, pre the town. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of personal, personal damage for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, I'm wondering, because since Julie chose Colony House, but now she seems to be more on the track of wanting to be with her family. Do you think there will ever be a moment? I know Colony House is kind of destroyed at the moment, but where Julie might want to go and venture there as well, since you're also on the precipice of adulthood, too, in a way. So. Yeah, well, Julie definitely has um, relationships relationships up at Colony House that are not going to be forgotten in season two. Um, her connections up there and the people up there and and Ethan also has, you know, connections with people as there as well, because we were both we finished there at the end of season one. So there there's going to be moments back in the Colony House. And I think it's great to and it's definitely more of a blend this season. It's not so much as you have to be Colony House, you have to be town people. The it's more flowing, which I think is a great thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then, and then lastly, just really quickly, what, um, what have you learned about yourself as an artist with Julie? That's a great question. Julie has really, really, really taught me a lot. I've, I've understood more the need, um, to prep really heavy scenes. Cause I have a lot of heavy scenes. The whole show is, is quite heavy, but it's really taught me a lot about um, myself and how I react to situations. And, and it's taught me more to understand others because it, you know, it upsets me when I see people disregard Julie or write her off or, or hate her even. And I just, I always think, how, how could you do that? You don't know her. You don't, cause I, like I know her and it just really made me think, okay, well, I can't do the same to other people. I could, I can't now judge someone who I don't know because I don't know them. And it's the same thing as in real life. So it's, it's actually really opened my eyes a lot. And I think it's, it's a beautiful thing. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Hannah. It's been such an honor talking with you and congratulations again on season two and such great work. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you again to Nathan and Hannah for speaking with me about the fantastic show from And I love, love both of these characters and the performances are fantastic. So make sure to check out From on MGM+. Be sure to like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash it's a fandom thing pod. On Twitter at fandom thing pod. No, it's in that one. On Instagram at it's a fandom thing pod. On TikTok at it's a fandom thing pod. If you would like to be a potential interview guest on the show, please head on over to our website. It's a fandomthingpod.com. Click the contact us button there, and that'll shoot me an email, and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. So until next time, remember, it's a fandom thing. Black Lives Matter and Stop Asian Hate. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.